I heard over my walkie-talkie headset, hide, hide quickly, somebody's coming. So I dove under the bush and I was all dressed in my camo gear. I had my black face paint, I had a backpack loaded with toilet paper. And as I sat and as I was hiding under the bush, I thought to myself, this isn't good. What am I doing here under this bush? And the reason I thought that this wasn't good is because the people who were coming were actually the police. The police had been called by the owners of the home that we were toilet papering, saying someone's vandalizing our house. And so all I could think of as I was hiding under the bush is this is not going to look good in the morning in the newspapers. Youth pastor evading police. Resisting arrest. That was 25 years ago. And praise God, right in the middle as they were searching the premises, praise God they got another call that was much more important than some kids. So they took off and God spared me. He is so faithful. And full of grace. What a wonderful season of life and of ministry. That's the past. This morning I get to be the ghost of Christmas past. To share with you all that God has done and His amazing faithfulness to us in all these years, we need to remember. We need to remember who God is and and how He's walked with us and how He's delivered us. Like Joshua 4, as God was speaking to the Israelites and as they crossed the Jordan... And he said to the Israelites, I want you to take the leaders of each tribe and I want you to gather out of the Jordan River stones. And as you come to the other side, I want you to have an altar that is set up for me. So that when the children come by and they ask, what is this? What are these stones? What is this altar? You can remind them about who God is and his faithfulness. You can remind them that he held back the waters of the Jordan just like he did with Moses as he held back the waters of the Red Sea. Have these memorial stones before you. Verse 24 of Joshua 4 says this, So that all the peoples, as they look upon these, that the peoples of the earth may know that the hand of the Lord is mighty, and that you may fear Him, you may stand in awe of Him all the days of your life. I have many memorial stones of my journey, my 29-year journey here at Cole Community Church. And I hope you have some too. When I was 25 years old, I was dead set to go to Dallas Theological Seminary. And at the time, David Roper and Brian Fisher were leading in this church. Brian Fisher was leading our Cole Center for Biblical Studies, our wonderful ministry that trains up those who want to go into ministry or just trains up those who want to grow in the Lord. And so many people have been sent out into full-time ministry from that. But they took me out to lunch and they said, listen, Rod, David and I have both gone to Dallas Theological Seminary and we want you to stay because we're going to train you in everything that we've learned, but we think you're going to get a better education where you're going to to work here and, and live here and you're going to work with ministries here. And so Kena and I decided, you know what, we're going to stay. And I got the joy of interning with Dennis Dixon in our youth ministry and walked many years and I was hired another memorial stone 
as youth pastor at Cole Community Church. And God did amazing things during that season. He is so faithful, even in my brokenness and my youthful antics, like toilet papering houses. We just show up in our brokenness and be used of the Lord and make disciples, which is so much of a foundation of our church. And then God, in his faithfulness, just grows these young men and women up. And, and so many have gone out to, to live their lives for the kingdom. One young man who I got the joy of walking with for many years in youth ministry, young man by the name of Ryan Eagie. Ryan Eagie uh, walked with us and interned, uh, did some ministry with us in the youth ministry, then went off to Minnesota and got his training. And then he came back to Boise, he and his wife and beautiful family, and they ended up starting a church called Table Rock Church. Uh, that now meets in Boise, and we're so blessed by that. Brent Angelos was 15 years old, came to Jesus Northwest with us. A memorial stone for me, I remember the day that he accepted Christ at Jesus Northwest, a kid who was lost and broken, fell in love with Jesus, ended up just pursuing him, ended up working in our youth ministry with my brother on staff of our youth ministry, kept pursuing the Lord, and Brent Angelos is now a pastor, and started Revelation 22 in town. All of these wonderful things, these memorial stones, as we just pour into lives and trust God for what he's going to do in the hearts of men and women. Another memorial stone is as we were going on the journey, we had all of these kids graduating our high school ministry. And, and what happened was, I went to the elder, I said, hey, what if I became our college pastor? Because I want to keep loving these kids. And so the elders agreed, and we started our college young adult ministry. And out of that ministry, we started a a discipleship house, a memorial stone for me. Discipleship house for men, and we had a discipleship house for women. And, And they were doing all kinds of ministry. They were serving in this church, seeking the Lord, really wanting to grow in Christ. And so the discipleship ministry began. And one of the men, one of the young men who was in the house with us was a young man by the name of Zach Gallion. And Zach came and studied with us, and he interned with me for a while. And then he had the joy of interning with Adrian Fisher in the worship ministry. And then I had the joy of marrying Zach and Melody together many years ago. And then one of the cool things is, is Adrian said, Hey, Zach, let's let's go to the Czech Republic together and, and, and bring Melody, and let's go and let's serve with Rescued and do worship ministry over there. And because of the investment in discipleship and life on life, what happened was Zach and Melody fell in love with the Czech people, and now they're going to go be full-time global workers in the Czech Republic. Memorial stones, as we invest in the past and seeing God's faithfulness and what he's doing with those now. And as we walked in the journey of this church over these last 29 years and seeing God's hand upon us and his faithfulness with discipleship happening all the time through our Cole Center for Biblical Studies, through all of our different ministries here at Cole that are raising up saints, making disciples. All of a sudden, Keena and I, our children started to grow, and we had the privilege, a memorial stone for me, we had the privilege of putting our children into Cole Valley Christian Schools. One of our greatest ministries here that, that reaches out all across this Treasure Valley, but more for me specifically, that has raised our children in the love of Jesus Christ, that has made disciples of them, has given them a foundation of who they are, all through our school ministry, which is just, just we're so blessed. A memorial stone for me. 
And as my children have graduated from there, and Joshua is graduating this year, and, and Alex and a couple, and it's going to be so cool to see what God does with them, memorial stones throughout. And then all this time, as I did high school ministry and did college ministry, young marriage ministry, then God, another memorial stone, as 15 years ago, uh, God called me into being one of the teaching pastors. And it's a memorial stone because it was a major transition for us. We had been 55 years sitting under wonderful teaching from men like David Roper and Chris Rudell and other pastors who were the senior pastors of Cole Community Church. 55 years. And then we changed leadership model. We went into multiple leadership where we said we want God to use us where we are sharing together the leadership of this church and and we want to follow his ways in doing this new model. And you know what? It wasn't easy. When you change from 55 years of one way, it's a transition that, that we just want, okay, Lord, help us to do that. But what we've come to do is we've learned to really love each other, to serve each other. The elders are very involved in the ministries of the church. And we're continuing to bring the word of God to Cole Community Church. And I thank God for these memorial stones that he's given us. And I remember him so that all the peoples of the earth may know that the hand of the Lord is mighty and that you may fear that you may be in awe of the Lord your God forever. Our God is faithful. Amen? Let's continue to celebrate. Amen. Well, good morning. Many of us have uh, submitted our DNA to Ancestry.com and places like that because we want to know how our ancestors in the past have shaped us into what we are today. I think as we today, I get to look at how Cole is today, who we are today. We're looking at our current DNA. When you look closely at Cole, what is our identity? Who are we? What's our DNA report? You see, every church has a unique DNA Some churches are seeker-oriented. Some are evangelistic. Some are primarily service-oriented. Some emphasize a health and wealth prosperity gospel. Some like to focus primarily on what the Spirit is doing. Some want strong doctrine above everything else. So the question is, what's our footprint in the world? What's our DNA? Who are we? And I think the best example of our DNA report is understood through looking at our vision and ministry principles. We have them on our website. We post part of it on the wall and on the wall and back. But I want to begin by reading our vision and mission statement. It says, by God's spirit, love and grace, making disciples of Jesus Christ. That's our vision and our mission, equipping believers to become disciples of Jesus Christ who grow in loving God, loving others and impacting the world. See, as we've studied the scriptures, as God has brought us to this place of who we are today, we believe that we exist as a church here in this place, in this particular time to equip the saints, that's all of you, for the work of the ministry, equip you to love God, to love others, and to impact the world for Christ. 
So everything we do at Coal relates to that primary goal. So if you want to summarize who we are, we are an equipping or discipling church, disciple-making church. So how do we accomplish that goal? Well, the elders have decided over time we've come together and God has led us to a place of establishing seven core ministry principles, and I want to highlight those for you now. First one is teaching. And I want to read again part of our, from our website, our core ministry principles. We believe that by His Spirit, God speaks to us through His Word and uses it to transform us. So here we emphasize expository teaching, where we take the Word of God and we teach through books of the Bible and we make sure that we are hearing from God and then communicating what He has for us. We believe God, through this amazing thing He's given us, the Word of God, the Bible, He's communicated His heart and His will to us. So we seek to emphasize teaching in all our ministries, from Sunday school, where they focus on biblical stories and biblical truth, to youth ministry, to women's Bible studies, men's Bible studies, growth groups, and all the ministries, including Sunday morning worship. Part of our DNA report is that we are a teaching church. Secondly, we is prayer. Second principle is prayer. And again, I want to highlight what it says on our website. We are convinced that prayer is foundational and is the highest expression of a disciple's dependence on and relationship with God. Prayer is primary in all our ministries. You see, in a church, we believe here at Cole, what's most important is not what we are doing, but it's what God is doing. And prayer is our expression of dependence on Him, where we're looking for Him to accomplish His will among us. That's why prayer is so vital and so important to everything we do, because it helps us depend on God in everything we do. So we pray in all our ministries, but not a short prayer. We want it to be part of who we are. We have specific prayer groups. We have a wonderful group that meets Saturday evening to pray for our church and for our Sunday morning services. We have a separate youth prayer group. We have a separate men's prayer group that meets weekly and a number of other ones. The elders, when we gather twice a month, we spend 45 minutes to an hour sharing and praying together because we just believe what God is doing is what's most important. Cole is a praying church. Third is relational life. Again, let me highlight that for you. We're convinced that a deepening personal relationship with God is essential to being a disciple. Loving others through a life-on-life ministry of personal relationships is a primary way in which we help others grow deeper in relationship with God. That's why it's so important, we understand, that to get people together, that's why we emphasize small groups, and you'll hear more about that in a little while. We, we believe ministry is about life on life. That's why in our church, we have 14 pastors on staff. See, most churches our size don't have nearly that many, but we put our money our budget into people, not buildings or programs to very much. We minimize that because we believe ministry happens life on life as we rub shoulders and grow together and disciple one another. We believe ministry is primarily relational. So Cole is a place where relationships 
are a priority. Fourth is outward focus. Outward focus. We're convinced that as disciples, we are to invest ourselves and our resources in advancing our Lord's kingdom. We encourage the people of this church to minister where gifted and called both in this church and outside. We give ourselves away for the kingdom. People ask me sometimes, they say, well, how's Cole doing? Are you guys growing? And, you know, we don't really count, but honestly, that's not one of our primary goals. If God wants to grow us, that's great. But we aren't seeking to grow bigger necessarily. Instead, we're seeking to grow all of you up in Christ and then send you out to serve wherever God leads you, whether it's at this church or somewhere else. I love seeing how many of you are involved in ministries in this church, but also in the community and Child Evangelism Fellowship and Chrysalis House and Boise Rescue Mission and Mission Aviation Fellowship. And I can't even begin to name all the ministries that you all are involved in. And I think that's fabulous because that's what we feel called to as a church. Our Christian school, Cole Valley Christian School, ministers to around 100 different churches in the Treasure Valley. We love that because we want to give ourselves away for the kingdom and minister to the whole kingdom of God. Cole is an outward-focused church where we seek to give ourselves away. The fifth ministry principle is ministry by the saints. A key verse for us is Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 and 12, where Paul writes, And Jesus gave some as apostles, some as prophets, some as evangelists, and some as pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of service to the building up of the body of Christ. What that verse says is that leadership is given primarily to equip the saints, to build you up so that you're able to find your place of ministry and serve God wherever God has called you to serve. The true ministers of Cole Community Church are not the pastors. They're all of you. That's our commitment, and we want to help you find your place of ministry. We want to equip you to do that. So Cole is a place where ministry of the saints is emphasized. Sixth is new covenant living. The new covenant, that may be a term you're not real familiar with, but it's in the scriptures. Jesus uses it when he established the Lord's Supper, and he said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. And then Paul uses it in 2 Corinthians chapter 3. And I want to read that for you. 2 Corinthians 3 verses 5 and 6. Is he says this, Not that we are adequate in ourselves to consider anything as coming from ourselves, but our adequacy is from God, who has made us adequate as servants of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the Spirit, for the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. What is the new covenant? Paul says it's, Not depending on ourselves, we're not adequate, but it's relying on his resources in us. The life of the Spirit in us. So the new covenant, what we emphasize at Cole, is helping you learn to depend on Jesus in you. Of course, I don't have the ability to carry out the ministry or to love well or to do anything, Paul says. Nothing from me, but everything is from him. That's the new covenant. And so at Cole, we emphasize depending on the life of the Spirit and on His grace to get things done. 
This is his church, not ours. And so Cole is a place where New Covenant ministry is emphasized. And then finally, number seven, is reaching the lost. We are convinced that God calls his disciples to a life of actively sharing the gospel with the lost world through word and deed. We believe evangelism and outreach flow out of love for the Lord, which translates into love for people. Our budget at coal, if you tie it all together, uh, is about 30% on outreach, both global outreach and local outreach. That's very unusual for a church to have that high percentage in outreach. We have a full-time couple on staff, Nick and Laura Armstrong, whose full-time job is ministering to the refugees in our community. If you look on the back of our Cold to the World prayer guide, we have 25 different couples and singles and ministries that we support, that you all support through your gifts and your care and your love that are all designed to reach out and share the gospel with others. It's a wonderful fact about Cole that we reach out as much as we can with the gospel to share his truth. Cole is a church that emphasizes reaching the lost. I do want to highlight just one thing, and that is that thank you for your prayers as we're thinking about who Cole is today. Uh, This week, the elders unanimously voted to hire Julie Turner as our new worship pastor. She'll be starting this week and working alongside. Susie will continue to lead our worship through the Christmas season, but Julie will be working with her and learning from her. So we praise God for that. What is our DNA? Our DNA report. (laughs) Well, we know we have lots of areas to grow in, and you'll hear some of those in a few moments. But I am so thankful for God's faithfulness in leading us to a place today where he's given us clarity on what we're called to. He's made us a place where truly people can come and grow in loving God, loving others, and impacting the world for Jesus. Good morning, everyone. My name is Tyson Stichka, and I have the pleasure of serving as one of the elders here at Cole. And my wife and I have been a part of Cole for just about 10 years now, uh, but I've been an elder for just over one. So naturally, they volunteered me to be the guy to come up here and (laughs) share the vision with you. As the new guy on the Elder Council, it's, it's really been a great experience for me as we've been preparing for this celebration to really get a chance to look back at our history and understand how that's shaped our DNA as a church and how we, how we live that out in our ministry principles. And together as elders, as we've been preparing for this celebration, we really wanted to take the opportunity to, to pray together, to be seeking the Lord's will about where he would take us forward from here as we, as we look back on that, on that history. And so if we look around five years from now at our 75th anniversary, how would we hope to see God's spirit at work among us as a church? So we wanted to take this time to share with you this morning some of what God has been laying on our hearts as elders and uh, invite you to join with us in that. First of all, I want to say that we continue to be committed to the vision and the mission and the ministry principles that Jackson walked through uh, for our church to making disciples of Jesus Christ and equipping the saints to love God, love others, and impact the world. 
And one of the foundations underneath that disciple-making focus for us as a church is a commitment to teaching the word, to expository teaching through the whole counsel of God. We believe that God's word is the primary way that he chooses to reveal himself to us, and we want to allow ourselves to be formed and shaped and grown by his spirit by immersing ourselves in his word. But we also want to continue building on that foundation and to focus on putting that teaching into practice through the the remainder of those uh, ministry principles that Jackson walked through. As we've been studying through the book of Acts so far this year, we've seen that the church was absolutely committed to the teaching of the apostles, but also to prayer and to fellowship, to breaking bread in each other's houses, to building the unity of the spirit out of, out of a diverse group of believers. And so as elders, we're feeling led by the spirit to make fellowship and community life a real point of emphasis for our body over these next five years. And we're convinced that involvement in a small group, in a growth group, is one of the best ways for us to practice fellowship with each other, to experience grace together, to show hospitality, and to welcome new members into our church family. So our vision is that five years from now, at our 75th anniversary, nearly everyone in our body would be experiencing community life in that way, at that level, as part of a growth group. Many of you are already involved in growth groups, But we know we have a lot of work to do to get to that goal. And so as elders and pastors, together with the the growth group leadership team, we're going to be placing a focus on, on building growth groups, equipping our growth group leaders, identifying and training new leaders, trying to remove some of the barriers that might prevent people from joining a group today, and continuing to make them a place where we can all be experiencing deep fellowship together and growing in unity. That's our hope and our prayer. Another beautiful aspect of Cole's history is that our church really has an incredible commitment to global outreach. So many of you are faithful encouragers and financial supporters and prayer warriors for our our global workers. And we're firmly committed to continuing that investment in kingdom work throughout the world. But we're also feeling led by the Spirit to be more deeply engaged in outreach here in our own backyard with our neighbors here in Boise and the Treasure Valley. We're already doing that today in so many ways through our, through our local ministry that welcomes and cares for those who have come as refugees and many other ministries of our church. And we're committed to continuing to support those ministries. And we love that so many of you are already involved individually in, in so many different ministries throughout the community. That really speaks to our strength as a, an equipping and ascending church. But we'd also like to make local outreach a focus and emphasis throughout all our ministries here, to be loving our neighbors and sharing the good news of Jesus and giving ourselves away for the kingdom. That's something you're going to hear us talking about more and emphasizing, and we hope that you'll join us in looking for ways to love and minister to our neighbors right here in our own community. And finally, by God's grace, we also hope to be seeing uh, God doing work through coal here on earth not just for the next five years, but for the next 70 years. Obviously, Boise looks a lot different today in 2018 than it did back in 1948 when we started. And if we think ahead to 70 years from now, in 2088, it's going to look a whole lot different than it does now. I think we can say that for sure, unless Jesus returns before then. So we pray that God would continue to do his work through Cole Community Church into the next generation and the next generation and the next generation after that, just as he has for these last 70 years. 
And to make that possible, we know that we need to continue pouring into our families and our young people who are going to be that next generation, who already are that next generation, so they can continue to do the work of ministry well into the future, just like the generations before us did. So we ask that you would join with us in praying and seeking the Lord's will about how we can best support young people and equip that next generation to lead the church and minister well into the future. In support of that goal, we want to continue investing in our young adult, in our youth, and our children's ministries. And we continue to be committed to supporting Coal Valley Christian as a key ministry of our church as well. But beyond that, we really want to be supporting and investing families and young people throughout all our ministries as a church. And we pray that you would have that heart with us as we continue to look for ways to invest in the next generation. So as we continue on this journey together, looking forward to the next five years and God willing, the next 70 years after that, we pray as elders that you'll join with us in seeking the Lord's will as we all work together to carry out this vision for coal. Would you please join with me in prayer? Father, we thank you and praise you for the way that you've been faithful to us here at Cole Community Church over these past 70 years. We know that all we have is yours, and we pray that we would continue to be faithful stewards of this ministry that you've given to us. We know there's still a lot to flesh out to make this vision a reality, but we entrust this vision and the future of this church to you, Lord. As we move forward, Keep us committed to your truth and your love, to teaching the word and making disciples. We pray, Father, that you would continue to grow us in deeper fellowship and unity, together as a church body and together with you. We pray that you would equip us and inspire us to continue reaching out with your love, both here in Boise and around the world. And we pray that you would continue to give us a heart for the next generation of the church. Father, we thank you for your faithfulness, and we pray that you would continue to use us here at Cole to make your kingdom known for many years to come. In Jesus' name, amen.